Take 300. Uh, I'm Duff No Bear uh, from the Podcast and Chill Show alongside Vanessa Valley. Why are you looking at me like that? This is the Podcast and Chill Show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and Chill Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Duff No Bear and Instagram if it's activated at Duff No Bear. You can follow Vanessa Valley on Twitter at Vanessa Valley. Damn, can I talk? Oh, my bad. Go ahead. I love you. Okay. It's a podcast and show show. I hope y'all like it. And if y'all don't, slander it. Make sure you leave a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening to it. Share it to your friend if you're watching this on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, hit the like button on your respected uh device. I don't know. I don't care. I don't do this. If it's on SoundCloud, share it with a friend. Spotify, share it with a friend at Pod and Show Show. You can Google us at Pod and Show Show. Make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. We have different tiers you can uh, interact with. Uh, we give out prizes sometimes. I guess when we feel like it. Anything you want to say? Uh, I like to say one thing. Go ahead. I'm in Duffno Beer's house. Okay. All right, we got the Sopranos playing in the background. Um, it's the podcast and chill show. You know me, it's Duffno Beer. You can announce yourself. I don't want to. Okay. Well, it's Vanessa Valley right next to me. <laughs> it's the podcast. <laughs> it's the podcast and chill show. You already know. Uh, you can follow us on all your respective platforms at uh, Pod and Chill Show, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me at um, Duff No Bear on uh, Twitter. You can follow Vanessa Valley on Twitter at Vanessa Valley. You most certainly can. Yeah. You most certainly uh, can. This week, I'm not going to lie. Is it a slow week? I mean, it's it's not necessarily a slow week. It's just, we just we just relax. Speaking of weeks, how has yours started? How is yours going so far? Today is only Wednesday. How is your day going so far? Yo, there has been like so much work that's been going on, you know, and I hope y'all can hear me all right and everything like that. But I mean, I don't I don't really know, you know. So I started for some reason or another. I started grad school. Nice. Tell them in what? Like I I have I'm trying to get a master's in like public administration. Nice. I mean, it's okay. You know, but the only reason why I think it's cool is because, like, y'all know my pr- point of view. If um, if you going into debt, don't. And like, my job pays for part of it, and like, I don't. You know, I don't, I don't truly care. Honestly, I'm I'm just doing it to gain more knowledge in my field, essentially. But it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard yeah. as shit. Yeah. I'm not even gonna lie to you. And it's like it's not even like hard, like, oh, I don't know the information. It's just like, bro, half of this shit is just so pointless. Yeah. You know, but I mean it's I don't know, man. So like maybe, my head go ahead, I'm sorry. Maybe in next semester it'll be more challenging for you. Yeah, probably. Probably. But it's it's just like so like, I'll give you a prime example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so one class is completely online. Yeah. So you never meet. You never meet. You never have a class, mm-hmm. so the teacher's not saying, "Hey, what's up?" Nothing, yeah. nothing. So like she, she just wait. There's no Zoom. Nothing. Wait, so it's just via it's just email she, or Outlook or something like that. She posts something on the, oh, on the like thing, a board, yeah, and then that's it. And then it's like she tells you what to read, and she gives you a quiz, and then you have three papers, and then that's it. Mm. And I'm just like, oh my god. So for example, right, my assignments this week, I had to read ninety pages. 
yeah. to answer a 10-question quiz. And it's just like, if I was somebody that had, like, dramatic anxiety, I feel like I have very, like, mild to mid-anxiety. Yeah. But if I was someone with, like, dramatic anxiety, I would be going crazy because if you give me 90 pages to read on top of giving me a 45-minute video to watch, what the fuck is these questions going to be? Yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand it because it's just like to me, it, it's unnecessary almost. Yeah. You know, but some people out there could be like, well, nobody told you to get your master's. I mean, like, hey, man, rule of thumb is always if somebody else is paying for it, just go do it. But in terms of scheduling, like, it's, it's ridiculous, bro. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It is crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you could fit those type of things into your schedule, then that's perfect. But if not, you could always come back to it. Like, it's crazy because, like, I was always mm-hmm. that type of person to be like, yo, I'm just so, like, I don't really pay attention to what really goes on, like, in the world if it doesn't, like, circle around me. But, yeah. dude, this week I feel like I've lived under a fucking rock. Yeah. Because it's like, if I'm not at work, <laughs> then I'm, you know... I'm I'm reading. If I'm not reading, I'm I'm doing homework. And if I'm not doing homework, I'm sleep. And yeah. It's just like, it's just a balance, man. Like, I, it's it's tough right now. It's definitely tough. I mean, are you trying to work on learning how to prioritize your time? Yeah, and that's the hard part. You know, I I I, I tell a lot of people no now, and then a lot of people saying, you know, oh you bougie, you got this going on, that going on. I'm like, dude, I'm barely sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. But I feel like as friends, like friends should understand like what's going on versus what they think is going on, you know. And a lot of people always have this like selfish mindset as oh you don't want to hang out because you feel like this and this and this based yeah. on what you see. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's just more so like I, I'm I'm barely sleeping, <laughs> mm-hmm. so why would I hang out with you if I can barely get my thoughts together? And I also have a full time job, and. Not to mention a business, <laughs> like yeah. you know, so and a podcast. So like, I haven't even written episode four of the cartoon yet. Ordinary Antics episode three is out on YouTube, by the way. So shameless plug. Shameless plug. It was disgusting, by the way. It you was, did it horribly. I could have did that better. It's bureaucratic. Keep going. Anyway, but <laughs> but yeah, man. So it's like, if you had a friend out there, check on your check on your student friends, man, because your student friends. Man, probably need listen, some help. don't nobody cares about your student friends. They put themselves in predicament. What I'm saying is, what you saying? check on your friends that been through traumatic experiences, man. Check on check on your friends that you know that's always happy, that's always looking out for other people, because you true. don't know what other people are going to. When it comes to the student crisis, yeah, I mean that's like a first world problem, in my opinion. It is a first world problem. So I'm not checking on niggas. That's oh, I'm about to cry because I, all these these. These tests is killing my ass. This niggas getting shot out here. I don't care People about are you. Shot out here. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not really. I don't really. I mean, I sympathize with some of them, but I've been to college for one year only. I know how hard it is, but it's like at the same time, I live in a real world. You know what I mean? If I'm checking up on you, that means you just getting. You letting these colleges peg you. To be honest, they some killing get it. pounded by books. Yeah, Whew, a lot of them do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. A lot of them do. Some not by choice. Not by choice. Some is by parents, tradition. Yeah. But 
yeah, check on those, man. Check on the people that have been through traumatic experiences all in their life. You know, because sometimes some people don't have an outlet. That's just what a lot of people don't have an outlet. You know what yeah. I mean? So you should be that outlet for other people. If you're constantly asking people, like, yeah, let me let me get some money. Like, you should be the same person checking up on that friend that's giving you the money. You that's bur- that burns me up. Yeah. It's like, yo, let me hold forty dollars. And it's like Okay, bro, I'll give you the $40 That's not a problem I don't hear from you again though Until you need 40 more dollars Until you need 40 more dollars That's not a real friend You know, You're looking at me as a I'm looking at you as a, a expense now Yeah And you're looking at me as a bank At this point, I'm your father At this point, I'm your father Go get those groceries Yeah, I'm not Chase Bank I'm not TD I'm not US Real rap I, I, I agree I agree uh, One thing you said that was also uh, important Yeah It's actually a, ch- uh, a chapter in the book That I was writing it's like don't ever and i mean ever pressure your children into going to school because even in my the even in my master's class uh one one the different class i was taking i'm still taking people were like the professor asked why are you getting your master's and a lot of people were like i don't know and it's really? like you know you're paying for this really like i'm i'm here for basically free but y'all are paying to say y'all don't know. And I'm like, that's like the biggest waste of time, in my opinion. Yeah. Because if I'm an employer and you have a master's degree, mo- some people have multiple master's degrees. Mm-hmm. And like, like you're not going to get the job. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, like who prepped you to think that I mean, if you have like multiple educational to, academia qualifications, you're I mean, not getting that job. To play, devil's, to play, to play devil's advocate, how play I it. see it is, how I see it is, um, we are we always say this on a podcast like we're all like the like america not just america but we're all um traditional based like everything is traditional so all of this is like broken down to tradition Mm -hmm. so if i was up under my mom my whole life and my mom was like a a scholar she's going to put those aspirations on to me but why yeah, exactly. That, that's the that's question? the problem. That's the problem because it was passed down from her and so forth and so forth. So it's just like how um, everything works in cycles, in my opinion. Just like violence, it works in cycles. Education works in cycles. Just like you had those people saying they don't know why they're in college. They don't know because they probably didn't want to go to school in the first place, but they were just pressured by their friends and family to keep going and pursuing education yeah have anybody even asked these students what they genuinely want to do nope. probably not probably not because they probably in the nice ass household nice ass neighborhood and all these things are pressured upon them mm-hmm. so now they feel entitled to go to school and not be happy and that's why a lot of people are in these high paying fields sad <laughs> yo and, and that's, <laughs> literally that's that's that's, that's Real shit, and I'll even break it down even more. Like most people, yeah, with like a master's degree, with like zero. Still, I'm talking. You're fresh out, like zero experience mm-hmm. and everything like that. Like you're probably going to school all yeah. the school for an extra, let's say, an extra ten thousand dollars in salary. Yeah. Well, whoop de doo. If you divide ten thousand by twelve, it's literally eight hundred and twelve dollars a month. And then you'd also divide that by two if you get paid by week. That's like four hundred and what some odd dollars a month and then you also have to inc- incorporate taxes which is another 125 bucks so in reality you're really going back to get a master's degree for 300 extra dollars and it's like is it really worth it i've never met a happy um college student yeah no, I've, <laughs> no. I, like never no hey college show stressful no i mean the thought of college was literally created 
month for money. I mean, maybe if you're going to school for like engineering, dance, yeah. Like you, yeah. If happy. you're doing something that you genuinely love, yeah. Like, then I'll be like, okay, you love it. Like yeah. I've, and those are like people with like the art, liberal arts degrees. Yeah. Like yo, I love painting, but you don't. I'm not going to shame you because I don't have my degree. But you don't need no degree to go paint on a cardboard box, bro. No, you don't need a degree for that. No. You don't. You don't need a degree for about eighty five percent of the shit y'all go to school for. No, but since it's on. Like recommendation, like yo, we prefer you to have a bachelor's degree. People try to pursue that, but you don't need that. You just need experience. Experience yeah. is going to be experience is the best teacher every single time. Every time, like I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example. Well, it may not even be a prime example. But I'm mm-hmm. just give you an example. You know, like a lot, a lot of times, what what we end up seeing, um, in the working world i guess okay with like not even really higher not even a higher level working it's more so just like not like your like average your retail job okay or like things like that and it's like the requirements will be a bachelor's degree and it's just like it doesn't really matter what it's in yeah yeah it never says specifics and it just says bachelor degree required it doesn't say like yo you need this in like business administration or something like that. It never says that. It just says bachelor degree desire, and I feel like that's outdated. It's very outdated. And another thing that's also that's also I find funny is that for a lot of jobs, it doesn't necessarily like externally. It doesn't say you had to go to Ivy League yeah. or top fifteen yeah. or top twenty to go here. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, it's more so like the. The, the I keep using this word the more bureaucratic, you know, way of them xing people out that didn't go to school. And in reality, yeah. if you were to just put it on the, because you the, everybody wants to be inclusive and this this that. Yeah, equal opportunity, EEO, equal opportunity employer. Yeah, it's not. It's, but you know it's not. It's extremely segregated. And you, you know get into these workplaces and you understand that it's not an equal opportunity employer. Because nine times out of ten, if you're in a higher workplace and you're a black person, you're going to be working around up mainly white people. So where's mm-hmm. the equal opportunity at? Maybe one Asian woman there, one Indian guy here and there. Bro, that's, no, that's not diversity at all. And then they have like diversity inclusion day and shit like that. And I find it, I find it odd, you know, a lot of the times when... And this is also again another. I'm giving away a lot of information right now, but it, it's it's a lot of things that I'm, we're gonna talk. You don't about gotta explain yourself. Keep talking. That's like in the book that I was that I'm writing, mm-hmm. and it's more so like people used to be proud to say, "I'm the first black person to do this. I'm the first black person to do this. I'm the only black person in this." Well, what you'll realize is that there's a there's an overlooming sense of like loneliness. In being the only minority at the top, yeah. Um, I, I I forgot the name of it, but it's like when you're at the top, it's like nobody else is there. You got a sense of loneliness, like you accomplished it. You accomplished it, but like at what the like what's the cause? Like what cause? Yeah. And then it also sets in um, almost a feeling of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Now, not not everybody may feel that way, but it's almost like if I'm the only black person, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna say black. If I'm the only minority Mm -hmm. in a group filled with other, you know, individuals, believe it or not, a lot of individuals who, you know, ethnically, they relate to each other. And, you know, subsequently, 
it's it's possible that you know you're gonna feel left out in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Not saying it's about on purpose, but it's but just yeah. A lot of we don't you know times we don't share the same experiences as a lot of people. Exactly. And that's just facts. I mean, we share a lot of similarities and a lot of experiences with different minorities. Yeah. But we're never going to be 100% relatable to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's also the way society is shaped. Because, like, you think about the foods we eat. You think about the cultures we look at. You yep. think about the places we go. It's more so It's more so. in the beginning. It's like, I had to go to these places. So you went to these places, too, so I can relate. Or you've had these same parental experiences, so I can relate. But it's like, a lot of times, it's no one to really, you know, cling to cling in to, these yeah. type of spaces. Yeah, that's why we need representation. But keep keep going. Right, but to what degree? Because representation could mean one person. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's not tra- okay. Yeah, a trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. We need like, we need multiple. That's why I yeah. admired that list. I posted a list on social media and it was a list of all the inventors. Um just for Black History Month. Black yeah. History Month is every month though. But I'm saying like that inspired me because I'm like, damn, it's all these inventors out here. I never noticed that. Mm-hmm. Just like the inventor of Phase 10, the card game. I didn't know it was a black guy, Kenneth Johnson. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Phase 10 is a world-renowned game created by a black person. Yeah. And they don't get a lot of credit to black people in the media. Yep. You know what I mean? A lot of um, prestige creators, they don't do that for some reason. Mm-hmm. But um, we can get into that to another time. Yeah, I mean, we could, we could, we could, we could stand on our we could stand on our pedestal and talk but, about that all day long. All right. Damn, I'm trying to think about the question I was about to ask you. Okay, no, it's not a question, actually. It was, uh, so, actually it is. Do you think it would be a blessing and a curse to be in these type of environments, though? What type of environment? So, I was in high school, and in high school, they're like, the pros and cons of attending the HBCU rather than the PWI, you know what I mean? Like, let's be real here. We're in the hood. We're in the urban environment. Mm-hmm. Not urban. We in the hood. Mm-hmm. So if we go from high school, which is predominantly black in our neighborhood, to a HBCU, they usually say, like, why would you want to go to a HBCU? Because you're going around, you know, you're not going to learn, like, anything about diversity. Yeah. Rather than going to a PWI, we were like, all right, it's probably some diversity there, and it's a learning curve, and I can learn, and it'll make me a better worker in the working field. You know what I mean? Um. So I was saying, like... What do you think it's smarter to attend um, somewhere more diverse? Just to, just to learn how, how you know, people skills, just to learn socially, to be I, a better social, socialist. I feel like that's a question that I that I even struggle with, mm-hmm. you know, when I was picking undergrad. You know, when you're, when you're getting your master's, you don't you don't really give a fuck about like who, who who's in your class. You're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Yo, I'm here to get get what I want and and get out like for the people that go. Unless, like, you are, I, I don't mean to go off topic, but, like, unless you already know, like, what your field's going to be, don't get your master's until, like, you know, you have an idea of what you're going to keep doing for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because you're going to waste your time. Okay. Had to get it out there. Number, to answer your question, um, that's definitely an undergraduate question, and I would I would say it does matter. Mm-hmm. But not for the reasons why people may, may think mm-hmm. that they matter. And the reasons is this. And it's because a lot of people, especially when I was in high school, like, you know, believe it or not, they would say that, you know, HBCUs are great. You know, they are, you know, it shows it's a very good ethnic place. You could be a part of this and that. Yeah, and exactly. That. But if you work in the corporate world, 
that's not the real world because you don't see many sadly the sad case you don't many you don't see many people of our color and in these type of positions and yeah. the the counterbalance to that was like these people that you see all day in school sometimes aren't gonna look like you exactly so and a lot of people you know they would they would almost feel as if that it wasn't the best idea yeah. But I always wondered that. I was like, why would I not want to go to a historically black university mm-hmm. if I'm an African American? Nobody nobody says, well, white people shouldn't go to a historically white university. Yeah, exactly. So it, it again, it just shows like that like that almost like class like disconnect sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing wrong with HBCUs. No. The only problem that I would say is that some of them are underfunded. Very a lot. A you lot know, of them. And even if we're talking about NCAA, even like, you know, they're not in the same light as, you know, a Georgetown mm-hmm. or a Duke, you know, because the alumni just, you know, it's, it's different, you know, it's different. But I, I would say that it matters less about where you went after you graduate. Yeah. Almost. And, you know, I went to a PWI. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that my life would have is better because I went to a PWI because that's entirely not the case because I've never been to both of them so yeah. I wouldn't know, but I would also say that my life would probably you know may have had a different turn if I would have went to HBCU and it's all about the experience that you want to gain because listen you're gonna be there for four years and nine times out of ten you're gonna live on campus yeah so wherever you go believe it or not it's going to shape your experience into it's going to shape your experience until you don't want it to anymore mm-hmm. so i i would i would say that and this is something that i would do with my kids to keep it objective yeah but how you yeah. do that is you send your kids to like overnights and you go on tours with your kids if if college is what they want to do mm-hmm. if college is what they want to do you send them to both places and let them see. I did not tour any HB. I got into four of them, I think. But another problem that I found out was that they weren't giving me enough money. Yeah. I mean, they probably didn't have the money to give. That's another thing. Yeah, they didn't have the money to give. Yeah, because they're thing. because they're extremely underfunded. So this is hey, we only got X Y Z to give you, but this is all we can give you right here. Take it or leave it. That's something that's that's also important, man. Yeah. Because if you think <clears> about it. Granted, like, for example, what if I wanted to go with the Cosby show? What was it? It was like Morehouse and Spellman and yeah. all that. What if I wanted to go to Morehouse? But, you know, we, we grew up. We grew up. We didn't really have much. It's like I'm not about to go into debt yeah. to say I went to HBCU. It's not going to mean anything once I graduate. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like you would. You would it's a social status. I guess. To whom that care. To whom that. To the group that cares. Literally, that's all. To whom oh, I went to Spellman. Like where I work now, there's people in the room that that work in that went to UPenn, that went to Harvard. Yeah, I went to a PWI Jesuit college. Like I'm, you know, it's all different walks of life and backgrounds. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're not paying me to go to your school at least m- more than half, mm-hmm. I'm not going. Yeah. So, do you feel like if you did go? We could sp- we, this is our podcast. We can speak hypothetically. Yeah. So, do you feel like if you did go to a HBCU, right? Do you feel like your experiences towards other groups of people would be shaped different because you're not around those um, groups at all for four years? 
Me personally, I feel like I needed to go to a PWI mm-hmm. simply because of the neighborhood that I lived in. Yeah. And I'll give you a reason why. So I grew up in an incredibly urban, incredibly violent neighborhood. Yeah. So it's like I had a way or a, not even a way, a view of how the world looked. Mm-hmm. I thought that everybody walked around angry. I thought that people didn't greet each other. I thought that certain things like, you know, were custom that all honesty and this is a lot of and this is hard for a lot of people that were not yeah well, that's true yeah we're not i and mean like, if you're surrounded by violence you're going to think everywhere else is violent exactly yeah and that's the running theme for a lot of these podcast episodes is like you know lead like when plato you know when he left the cave it's like yo there's a whole different world out here and in my mind you know i was like yo i gotta see what else is out there? What's the opposite? Yeah. So I went to the complete bumblefuck in the middle of nowhere to see, like, how did this world operate? It's not that I didn't I didn't move to Manhattan and, and go to school around Wall Street and seeing how I didn't I didn't get live that life. I, I went to a very rural middle of nowhere school because I wanted to more so see how those folks operated. Yeah. So I could be able to understand those folks. Now, again. People, people that are 18, 19, they're not going to, you know, not all of them are going to understand that and, you know, like, go for that. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I would say that if I went to an HBCU, my my my, my perspective wouldn't be negative. It would just be stagnant. It wouldn't change. It would have been different. Yeah. yeah. It would have been different because, you know, I would be... I would be probably not necessarily. I would be working somewhere like less significant. I'm not gonna say that because there's people that go to HBCUs and do amazing things. But I wanted a an opposite yeah. perspective almost. Yeah. You know, black and white. Yeah. Yang and yang. Yeah. yeah. And there's white people that go to HBCUs. Mm, yeah. You know, one percent of them. Yeah. Yeah, but I I just guilt tripped. You know. And and then I I went to. I didn't go to one. I had a friend that went to one that I got into, and I was just asking him questions about it, asking him very important questions, and I didn't like his responses. Now, anybody can say that you didn't go there, so you didn't get that for yourself. Yeah. Correct. But for me, it was more so like I went where the money was, and when you're African-American, a lot of times the money is being thrown at you at these PWIs because, you know, again... You know, it's it's ratio. <laughs> you, you get yeah, we need more inclusion. We need more exactly. diversity. We need more minorities here. So here, we're going to throw you in there. You know, I feel like, I don't know, man. What you feel like? Something about that is just weird to me, but I'm like, all right. Something about it's weird? A, A lot, lot of, of it's it is weird. Because it's like, you guys obviously know the problem. You guys obviously have the acceptance rate. You guys obviously know the majority of what school, like, what comes to the school so why you constantly try not to fix it because you don't want to fix it don't want to fix it because you know certain income households statistically can't afford your college yep so you're not going to attract those type of people yep so you're going to attract the majority yep the majority is what white mhm and this is all statistics it's all mm-hmm. facts and and that and that's the one thing like i'm going to be honest with you truth mm-hmm. be told Nobody <coughs> cares where you went. No, like it, it's good that if you went to like a Harvard or like a, a University of Penn or a, I don't know, like a Yale or whatever. But bro, I'm be honest with you. Once you get out of that work, nobody world, cares. 
Nobody, Nobody cares. gives a damn who your professor at Yale was. Bro, if you were to walk up to me in the street and tell me, yeah, I got credentials because I went to XYZ, I went to Yale, I'm literally just going to look at you and just walk. I don't really care. Like, who cares? Yeah, I don't I don't really care. Oh, you went to Yale. Oh, now you're 100K in debt. Yeah, stupid. I'm less in debt than you. Yeah. You're stupid. I'm winning. Like, even me right now. Like, I, I'm getting my master's. I'm getting my master's degree, but on the same token... If it wasn't paid for, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Yeah, we cheap over here. I'm not doing it. We cheap. I'm not. I'm not doing it, man. So it's like, <sighs> just understand what what's going on around you, and just understand that there's gonna be people. Even if you have the credentials academically, it's not gonna equate to actually having boots on the ground. Yes, it's not gonna equate to experience. It's not. Like we said, experience is the best teacher. How many certificates how many certificates do you have from Yale? Or you just did the courses? Yeah. Yeah. How many groups were you in? How many extra correct extracurricular activities did you participate in? Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. You wasn't in none. You, you didn't get anything. no experience. You All you anything. took was those semesters. You didn't learn nothing. And how many internships do you have? And that's and that's a lot of people's problem. It's like when I see things like online or whatever, or oh, I just graduated with this and this and this and this and this. But a resume just isn't your education. If you honestly yeah. look at a resume, that's like the, the the most least important part. Talk about it. Give us an ex- example of, of very good resumes. Let's talk about it. Um, I mean, I would say that if I'm being honest with you, it's more so about your experience. And if you want to get a little bit more scoped, uh, what a lot of people don't understand is that when you have a resume, it's important to realize that you need a certain job trajectory, especially if you want to go for a certain position. Like, yeah, I'll give you an example. As an adult. We're, not, an ta- adult. we're not talking to, like, if you're 18 and you worked a few convenience stores, that's fine. That's fine. But you when, you get, when you get over the, a certain age, you're going to want to have a job. You want to have a good-looking record, everything around the same field, like building your way up. Mm-hmm. It's like walking up a mountain. Literally, you got to build momentum up to the top thing or what you want. Exactly. That's how your resume should be uh, placed out. Like, you shouldn't go from, like, and mind you, your resume is what you did. So, you, like, McDonald's, then you worked at UPS, then you worked at Walmart, but you want a corporate job. It's not happening. It's not happening. So, what it's you want to do, right, you want to work I guess get internships. It don't matter. Get little internships or part-time jobs in offices. Start off small. Exactly. Administrative work. Make it look cute. Exactly. And then you just like, build up from there. For a prime example, say you wanted to be, I don't know, say you wanted to be like, I have no idea. Like you want uh, to engineer. Be, all right, perfect. Say you want to be an engineer, right? And your jobs are like GameStop. Yeah. Administrative assistant. Administrative assistant. Like, and then after that, you did some security work. And then it's like, you have to understand that if you want to have this goal in mind, don't just say it because it sounds cool. Yeah. If you want to be an engineer, think about an internship. Think about a STEM program. Look up certificates to do. Get a certificate. Yeah. If you just want to be an engineer because you got a bachelor's in engineering because you managed to pass... I mean, that's fine, but, like, no serious engineering firm is going to take you serious because, like, why would I bet? When, once you get a job with, with a higher comprehensible salary, they're like, why should I take a risk on you? Because that's all it is. It's, an, it's, it's an a investment. risk. Yeah. 
That's all it is. Yep. That's all it is. They're, they're paying you a wage to make them, which is a great phrase if you don't know it. It's called commercially aware. Being commercially aware is a great thing because you under, if you're commercially aware, you understand that if if and this is all if you want to work in like a company or something it has nothing to do if you want to own your own business yeah but if you're commercially aware you understand that the better i do the better my corporation does, does yeah which means the higher you know praise that i'll get and the faster it takes for me to move up so that's that's mm-hmm. what being commercially aware is yeah. a lot of times these people go to school for these majors and i'm just like why What's the point? Because they're parents. Why are you going to school for literature than getting a master's in history? <laughs> Fuck is wrong with you? You don't need a teacher to tell you how to read a book for six years. I know I don't. To go be a librarian. Like I said, I always say this. I, I have a it. lot of friends with degrees, and I was making more than them. Like I, I never. Like a lot of them. Like like a lot of people with degrees I know. They don't even care about their field. Like they graduated, and like uh, I don't even want to do this career. This is not my career choice. Yeah, you just wasted four years. Of your sc- four you just wasted four years. years. Four years to work at Acme. No, we're not work at, working at Acme, but you ain't have to go to college to work at Acme. But I'm not gonna sit here and just bash them, though. No, we're not bashing. Because, this is facts. No, because it's another thing. Because jobs, jobs love to gatekeep, which is weird, you know. Because and I never understood. If if you want to be you know equal opportunity, cause they always put it at the end. If you ever look at the, yeah, if you ever look at the bottom of the application, yeah. where you're a non-discriminatory equal, equal opportunity, opportunity employer, yeah. blah 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 blah. But in reality, if you're saying that a bachelor's degree is required, you're discriminating. That's what I was saying <laughs> in the beginning. How are you equal opportunity? But if it's required to have a bachelor's degree. Yeah, just if you experience is different. Yeah, but how, don't say you're an equal opportunity employer if you're not. I guess it's just a safe face and like, yo, this is just like, uh, we're not racist. That's all that is for. But you're racist. But it's discrimi- racist it's discriminatory. Fuck. Yeah, you're racist as fuck because it's like, and it's like, oh, these are our guidelines. Why? You make this is your company. You, you make, make your them. own guidelines. So in reality, those are, granted those are, those are your guidelines. But I mean, like, I I don't. I don't understand, like, as, you know, to why, almost, <laughs> you know, because, like, I feel like a lot of companies, what they could do, which would make more sense, would be like, all right, bachelor's degree required or three year, three to four experience years of experience preferred. preferred. I mean, so, if you're going Indeed right now, uh, a lot of jobs has been... Uh, taking that away like bachelor's degree um required mm-hmm. now they just changed it to a bachelor's degree preferred yeah <laughs> why like, take y'all so long to understand that that bachelor's degree doesn't equate to being smart or being able to manage your job correctly but even even in terms i agree with you and even in terms of just simple like hiring process why why does it that one to two words dictate someone's future. Like, why does required or preferred mean that I get a job if I have adequate experience? Like, I'm not saying that, you know, you got to be completely left field and get the job. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, like, yo, <laughs> if I'm working my ass off and school was just never for me, why are you selling me short? I'm a hard worker. I can prove it. 
But again, I don't understand why companies don't choose to take the, the chance on people. But, hey, man, I don't really know. Hmm. I don't know. Just podcasting show. So up. EEOC is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Mm-hmm. And they're a branch. Well, not a branch, but they're a part of, like, the government. I never knew that. I yeah, thought that's yeah. just some shit they smack on there. So basically what they do is, like, they're the HR of your HR. And they help you uh, file discrimination lawsuits. Oh, boy. So that's what it's for. So, um, for example, it says, if you believe that you have been paid differently than someone of the opposite sex who does the same work and because of your sex, and that's a violation of the Equal Pay Act, uh, you can go to court without first filing a charge of discrimination. This is crazy. Yeah. So it's basically to protect, um, I guess, minorities, women. Uh, LGBT, that's what all it is for. I can see. So that's just they're just the big HR, and I guess a lot of companies will put that on the bottom just to save their ass. It's like HR brother I. Yeah, almost. It yeah HR big brother. Yeah, big I never brother. knew that was a thing. I never knew that was a. You learned something new though. Yeah, I just thought that was some shit they put on there just to save their ass. Well, it is, but I never knew that it was like they have a headquarters. It's in Washington D.C. Shout out to DC. Shout out to DC. EEOC. Shout out to y'all, man. Pizza's fucking disgusting. I don't know how how well you guys do. I think it said like a 95. They have like a 95.8% per, uh, success success in court resolutions. That's interesting. Very interesting. That's interesting. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, but um, because of a loss, but uh, they cannot file a lawsuit in every case where they find discrimination. But they have a ninety five point eight uh success rate and resolution of cases. But uh yeah, man. Speaking of the government, how you feel about uh Oh boy. How you feel about the drug kits? Oh the thirty million dollar drug kit deal. Oh so I posted boy. I'll I'll start it off. Go ahead. So basically, you know me. I like spreading it wasn't misinformation, but the title was Leading. It was leading. I'm not leading. gonna say misleading. It led. It led. It led somewhere. Um so so basically, uh, our president, because it is our president, we in America, sadly. Wow. Wouldn't uh, live nowhere else, though. Not sad, not sadly for America, sad about the president. But I'm saying, um, so basically he signed this, uh, what was it? What was it? Let me go to it right now. It's somewhere. This shit was crazy. I'm looking it up right now. I'm my own, uh. Yeah, so the Biden administration reportedly finalized a $30 million program to give out crack pipes to drug addicts. Now, that was the, that was the headline. And it was a pretty funny-ass headline because it's, like, cause it's like, bro, I'm in disbelief right now. But Fox even posted it. And you know Fox. You know Fox. It was conservative, right? Yeah, Fox child slander. But that was hilarious to me. Yeah. I'm like, yo, they did an awesome job because that's exactly what they're doing. But everything is going to be more, I guess descriptive of what it actually is yeah but that's what they're basically doing so they're basically giving out drug kits um to addicts around the world i guess i mean in america yeah for safer injections uh so diseases don't get spread mm-hmm. uh so they have somewhere to get high at safely and effectively without causing damage to other people or the community around them boy fox them boys at fox had the world going crazy, crazy. <laughs> that shit was hilarious though 
<laughs> so that's basically what's happening. Safe injection sites, you know what I mean? What right. we've been talked about on this podcast multiple times, but I guess they're putting thirty million dollars into it. Thirty million dollars isn't a lot. It's not that much. Money. Not for not for America. Not for an initiative. That's like a couple states funding. Yeah. For like a month. Yeah. It's not that much money. It's not that much money for drugs. So it's not that big. But um a lot of people were mad at it. Of course, when you get the headline that's that misleading, not misleading. When you get a headline like that, you're definitely going to have jokes about it. I made jokes. It was hilarious. That headline me. was triggering. Yeah, it was very triggering. Yeah. And when you read it, it's like it's fucked up. Like it's like it's fucked up, but like damn, he he still did it and the kit comes with everything you need to get high with. Yeah. But it's like, all right, so y'all don't have to share it or spread any diseases. Right. There you go. Right. For safer. And I mean, again, it, it all depends on Crack Lives Matter. What did you say? Crack Lives Matter. Wow. Anyway. Keep going. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> Crack Lives Matter. And he did it on Black History Month, man. That's out of pocket. On Black History Month, this nigga was giving out drug kits. He giving out free pipes. Free pipe kits on Black History Month? February? Dismantling a community like that, nigga? That's nigga, for you. nigga, dementia going crazy right now. Nigga, dementia is going crazy right now. What you call him? I, I say he think he Reagan. Oh, so in the eighties, he think he in the eighties. It it depends on what side of the aisle you on, right? And this yeah. and this is why, and this is why, um, <laughs> this is why media is so dangerous. Media is dangerous, <laughs> and I love it. I love spreading misinformation. Media is dangerous because you know if you if you are if you lean more Republican, you going you going to read that. <laughs> like, Joe is worse than Reagan. <laughs> they gonna be like Joe out here giving crack, crack to the, the community. Crack to the community. <laughs> Joe out here giving crack, and you got conspiracy theorists probably out there like, oh my God, Joe Biden's pumping crack back in the neighborhood. <laughs> neighborhood yeah, he just dropping crates of coke. Yeah, Franklin Saint. Oh wow! And then if if you on the Jeezy. left, if you on the left, you you probably thinking, oh my god, this is such a great idea, Joe. Uh, the president is taking initiative to stop, you know, drug addicts yeah. from sharing needles yeah. and preventing and, and like spreading diseases and creating safe use places. So I mean, it all depends on what side of the aisle that you're on, which which goes to the point. That again, I'm learning more in depth is that, and I don't know if you knew this, mm-hmm. it, it's it's pretty obvious, but I mean, it's actually systematically done this way, that the government is not meant to be efficient. Yeah. It's, it's, it's solely meant to be ineffective, you know, and what that really means is that even with something like this, having media to be able to press it any way they want like spread so much misinformation because i saw this at like 7 a.m and the first people that broke it was fox i'm like biden's out here giving crack pipes <laughs> bro the title itself is crazy said, what bro the they could have they could have used anything else they could have used any type of like wordish but they said no biden is giving crack pipes to the community 30 million dollars worth of crack to the community that's how they worded it i'm reading the title i'm like bro this is not real but you also got to think, like, there's some people that just <laughs> took that title and said, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. <laughs> Bring that's all, tea back. That's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need to prove why Trump was a better president. And it's like, bro, you cannot. Fox, you is out of out pocket. Of pocket. <laughs> you is out of pocket for just for dropping that shit at, like, 5 a.m. Niggas just read crack 
Biden, thirty million dollars community. Community. <laughs> That's all they read. Crack. They said, "Yeah, this nigga Biden crazy." I was crying Bro, all night. My man said, "Wipe the coal out my eye. Yeah. See who's just paging me and why." <laughs> <laughs> it's my nigga Biden from the barbershop. shop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in my head like, yo. I know they ain't dropped this at five thirty in the morning talking about Biden giving out crack, but I mean, like, I sent the article to you. He was like, "Send me the article." No, I sent the picture. Yeah. Of it, and he was like, "Send me the article right now." Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> said, "I need this." Yeah. I'm like, "Dog, media added again, lying." Yeah, that article was crazy. I was like, "Yo," and it's and you know, like, the older <laughs> you get, like, the less informed you want to be about it. You just want to be mad at something. Shit, so hilarious, dog. I'm on Twitter talking about some buying you out. I can't believe I voted for buying you out here giving crack to the community. I said, I know you ain't reading that damn article. <laughs> Yo. I know you ain't reading oh, that article. No, that was hilarious because he is giving crack pipes out, but it's like, Essentially, it was drug kits, though. Like, kit. multiple th- Like, how you know the drug kit has a crack pipe in it? And it's like, yo, oh my god, you gotta man. be sick to yo. stir that pot like that. You is stirring the pot, <laughs> stirring the pot, ruffling feathers. That's crazy. A lot of people I've seen those looked at it as a good idea. If you were a person, to, if you were like a for all the people, yeah. like like how you know how people don't like dictating other people's lives. Like Correct. yo, free, do whatever you want. A lot of people, like those type of people, were like, yo, like this is a good idea because if nobody wants to like. You can't stop people from being addicts. That's their own choice. So you might as well just give them the necessities they need to do be, I guess, okay with doing what they're doing and mm-hmm. not catch any disease. So I guess it's being for the people. So a lot of people were good at that, good with that. And I mean, I'm the same way. I don't care. Listen, if you want to do crack, at least do it clean. You know what I mean? Same way. I mean, you can't do clean crack, but cocaine is clean. All right. But yeah, this is what I'm saying. So... Uh, I have a friend that's going to medical school, and uh, her correct? response oh. was, "Oh, okay." Uh, her response was, "This is a part of public health harm reduction." Tell me to look up VP Mike Pence's history with failing to distribute needles for users, and later coming back and realize what harm reduction is and how it actually saved lives. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it saves a lot of lives. I mean, that's yeah. what I said. It's for the people. It's like a people's thing. It's for those type of people. Yeah. To reduce lives lost. Because like... And the crazy it's preventative part measures. It, it's just preventative measures. That's once, all it is. Once you do those type of drugs, you are hooked for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. And you can't just stop. You can't just wake up in the morning and say, today, I'm done doing heroin. How you know? Because... The, you did it? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, but it, it's simply because... It is so incredibly hard because those withdrawals can be life-threatening. I mean, you can die. Yes. Yeah. So you have to, like, slowly progress yourself off of these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it... Again, like, these are all life choices. So the people that say, you know, do what you want, live how you want... I don't care. It doesn't affect me. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Because, I listen, this life is very hard and very stressful and, you know... It is what it is. But if you need to seek help, definitely seek help because, you know, drugs are very dangerous and whatever. Yeah. But yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's the podcast show. show man, look, live your life how you want. Only way it affects me, I'll be honest, the only way it affects me is when it affects my neighborhood or if it affects the youth. That's when I have a problem with it. You know what I mean? If yeah. the youth can't go outside without stepping on the needle, that's the issue to me. Or if the youth is using drugs. Or if the youth is using drugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because kids are born with a blank canvas. It's just their environment that paints it for them 
honestly. Yeah. So they got those drugs from somewhere. They seen somebody do it, and it's like you know what, life is stressful. He was stressed. I'm about to do drugs, and that's just usually how it is. So that's the only way it affects me because I care about the youth. So if it's like fucking up the neighborhood, I don't fuck with it. But it's like this is, I guess, this is a way to prevent that from happening. I suppose. Also, add more sites, more more safe sites for people to use these drugs. Don't have these places next to schools and shit. That's not cool, man. Yeah, yeah. That's not cool, man. Yeah, I, I. That's I, the only I, issue I had. Literally, I don't care about if you're doing crack. Just don't do it around kids. Yep. Like my whole thing is that at the end of the day, like once you get past that quote unquote adult age gap, you can do whatever Every you want. Yeah, you. I don't Just care. Protect the children, and protect the community, and protect the community. That's all we got. That's it. They gave us. That's all they gave us. That's it. And do the red line, and we we stuck together. Yeah. And it's bad enough, you know. Violence hasn't gotten any better. I don't know whoever's it's getting worse. Where you're at, it's getting worse. So the one thing, the two things you can do is protect the kids and protect the community. Yep. So that's all we ask for. You don't want your kid. Like think about it. Like boom, you don't want your son or daughter outside playing basketball or playing like I don't know something outside. They step on the they boom, they got hepatitis or yep. boom, they got HIV. Yeah. Like that's a that's that's something that can be prevented and it can really happen. This is real things that happen. Not making a joke here. Yeah. If you if in Philadelphia we got the L. Which is the train. If you go anywhere else, it was called like a metro or some shit like that. Yeah, something. But on our tracks, it's so many needles. So it many. looks like a doctor's office. So many needles. It's so many needles on the ground. Mm-hmm. You'd just be scared to walk because it's like, yo, I don't want to get struck by these needles. Yeah. And it, and these needles are everywhere. You can get hit with a bullet or you can step or- on a needle. <sighs> it's crazy. Yeah. And these aren't jokes. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like the, the preventative measures that's being taken, are hopefully it's effective. But it's only $30 million for the whole... America, right? Yeah. $30 million ain't shit, nigga. At all. At all. For that? At all. So that really wasn't big, but the way they blew it out proportion was crazy. But you know these presidents, they're going to sign outlandish bills all the time. Yeah. So. Just to say they did something. Just to say they did something. And that's a lot of things with government, because if, I mean, I don't know, like a lot of people may not pay it any attention, which is fine. I mean, you you really have to. It's our podcast. You don't got to explain yourself. Yeah. But no, all I was going to say is that if you wanted to pay, you you would have to want to pay attention to see it. That's more so it. You you have to research it. Yeah. Because it's not going to be in the media for you. No. Well, especially not for the uh, Democratic Party, because that shit is just, nobody talks about the wrongdoings, especially with the top media being. A democratic station. Yeah. So what? what I, uh, yeah. I mean, what what I'll say about that is like, yo, a lot of times political figures, what they'll do is they'll just push, essentially push paper, push legislation out to say that yo, I try and it's out of my hands. They didn't want to get it to a hearing or they didn't yeah. want to vote on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's out of my hands, and it's just like. Yeah, you know, you can say that to the to the to the average person and may get it off. But Easily, a lot, a lot of people they're like, man, if you know, you know, and like you know, you did that shit just to save. Things. Yeah, yeah, you know, you because it could be one good thing in that bill, but the rest is all dog shit. It's all dog. People shit. don't know that though. Or you could put out dog shit bills with all one year good thing. With one good thing, <laughs> this crazy. Just to say you like, did it. It could be like, yeah, we're gonna give crack to the community. We're gonna provide y'all with guns. But we're going to give y'all free health care. Yeah. Free health care. So are y'all going to sign that bill? Hell yeah. All we yeah. heard was free health care. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> the guns can... We can, we can uh, sell the guns. Guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, and, and, that, and that's a crazy thing. So, and when I said that, 
you know, the government was meant to be ineffective. It is sometimes kind of hard for, you know, you don't see a lot of kids growing up to say, oh, I want to be a politician. Never. You don't really you don't really see that in a lot of kids because, you know, especially in, you know, on our side of the fence, simply because it's not <laughs> they're not politicians aren't looked to as good people. We don't even see politicians roaming the streets where we from. You don't. We don't see them putting in no footwork. No, don't. they don't put the boots on. They only put boots on the show face and take pictures for Instagram ops. Mm-hmm. They don't really do shit. Mm-hmm. There's no representation of politicians. Maybe if these niggas was in the streets, then everybody be like, you know what? I want to be a politician when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Nobody. We only see firefighters and police officers all yep. day. And they don't even want to be those. Yeah. yeah. They want to be. Re- we we see the most glamorous shit and like alright that's what I want to be and I don't blame them because I was the same way like, firefighters ain't up in Gucci arguing about yeah. $29,000 bills yeah. <laughs> they not <laughs> I don't see no pol- I've never seen the growing up I have never seen a politician in my community never I've never had an old head tell me yo you know uh, XYZ coming to talk at the park down the street they don't give a fuck they're only there when there's something good happening yep they only there was something good happened and when they up for re-election. Yeah. So, like, and, and I mean, again, like, that's why I feel like it's it's a dying, it's a dying breed for a lot of minorities simply because it's like, yo, what people will do is they won't, they won't get into that field until they're, like, 40. Yeah, or, how do we know where to start, though? You know what I mean? That's the thing. That's the th- you don't, you're That's not giving the these tools to start. They don't want us to these places, I feel like. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of the youth, they don't really know, like, where to even start at. Like, take about it from me. Like, I'm, I'm one more person. I love political theory. Like, I'm, I'm a big, like, I like all that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, to try to get your peers who half of them say, I don't give a fuck about politics. Politics doesn't affect me. Politics doesn't change. Just yeah. like. It's uphill battle. So people usually try to get on first and do whatever they do, like a different background, whether you're a lawyer or you were an investment banker or or something else. And then you get into politics, which is why it's such a more, you know, brother eye type of thing. Yeah. You know, which is which is which is not appropriate. Yeah. It's not appropriate at all. Like I said, you know, I always say this. Nobody respects the boss if you never see him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nobody's gonna. Everybody loves the boss that comes on the work for field and work with you. Mm-hmm. Everybody respects him because you you see that boss and you're like, you know what? He was in my shoes before. I like what he's doing and I want to do that and I can potentially be. That's like I said. Everything is about representation. Mm-hmm. So if you don't never see a boss, if your boss is always in the corporate high ladder and he's never talking to the employees, that's gonna give you a bad taste in your mouth. You're never gonna see that boss, so you don't think you could ever reach the boss level. But if you see that boss and he's actually working with you guys. That's somebody you can respect. That's how you know somebody got honor. I agree with that. You can use that with anything. You can just replace the word boss mm-hmm. with friend, politician, cop, firefighter. So it's just about representation. It's like, yo, that's officer. Yo, I hate cops. Yo, oh, but you, you hate cops simply because of your experiences. Yeah. There's a lot of good cops out there. I'm not saying that, you know, every cop has your best interest out there because that's not true. You know what I'm saying? But there's a reason why we love firefighters, but we don't like police. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a that's you know. Because one is known for saving us and one is known for killing us. Come on now. To come the media. To the media. Yeah. You know? And to some. 
to set. Yeah, yeah because of course. police, some police officers they don't they we, don't come on the set of uh, West when we was filming. Remember we had that discussion with the black officer. We did the black woman and she was talking about the racial inequality that's going on with the police force mm-hmm. and how they always have constant battles and like at the station about racism and shit like mm-hmm. that. And if they're still teaching, if they're if their coworkers and counterparts are still trying to teach about racism, they don't have any type of racism. Like they don't, they don't know how to. Uh, they don't have any experience with anybody else except for each other. So how you think they're going to act when they see a black man? You know what I mean? Yes. It's crazy. Yes. It's ignorance. It's terrible. And and you know, it it, it goes it goes into saying this. You know, but please, and I and even though we say this now, yeah. But please, I beg of y'all, understand the difference between someone who truly cares. And a wolf in sheep's, sheep's clothing. clothing. Yes, sir. Please. Please. Because there'll be a lot of times. Because the the problem is on on a top level that the top level always says, Hey, I'm 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 here I'm here for the community. I'm here for the struggle. I'm here for this. I'm I'm the people person. I'm this. Half the time, once they done used you up like a gallon of gas, they're gonna leave you to die. Come on. Every single time. time. And that's a fight that the black mu- <laughs> black community got with politicians every, every single, single year. Yeah, you know, for me, for someone who wants to be, you know, a politician, that's why I even have something like this as a podcast. Because maybe you know, 10, 15 years down the road, if I'm running or five years from now, and they pull up the podcast, and you'll and they'll say, "Oh, you know, Vanessa Philly said this, Vanessa Philly did that." The one thing you can't say is that every time I kept it a hundred. I kept it a thousand because that's what a real person does. A real servant of the people, they really want you to know that yo, I'm a normal person. I say fuck. <laughs> you yeah. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I do I'm doing normal shit. Like I fail yeah. at stuff. I'm not giving you the I'm not trying to play on a community group or a disenfranchised, disadvantaged group just to get a vote. I'm telling you like it is. The I'm real. giving you the real. Mm-hmm. The real. And a lot of times, a lot of politicians are scared to do that because there's always going to be an opposition against you, and they don't want to give the opposition fodder. Yep. My whole thing is, if I'm so real and I kept it thorough the whole time, come at me. No, you can use against me. Nothing you can use against me. Nothing. Nothing. It's nothing at all, man. But um, it's a podcast and chill show. It's a podcast man. and chill show. I'm here. I'm here. That's all I got to say. I'm Vanessa Belli. It's been a great one. I'm Duff No Bear. <laughs>